This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually we're great, but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Hello, I'm Oliver Condit, the editor of BBC Music Magazine, and welcome to the BBC Music Podcast. You can buy a copy of the magazine at your local newsagents or download our app to your iPad, Kindle Fire or Android tablet. And for the latest music news and more, head to our website at classical-music.com. So in the studio with me today is Rebecca Franks, a reviews editor, to talk about the December issue's recording of the month. And this time it's a recording of Johann Sebastian Bach's violin concertos performed by the wonderful Alina Ibragimova and the uh, chamber orchestra Arcangelo under their leader, Jonathan Cohen. It's a real, really scintillating disc, actually, full of drive, full of energy. Um, I think we should start with a clip and we'll open with the finale from the E major concerto.
It really is fast, but it seems totally and utterly under control. I think in other people's hands it would seem rushed and it would seem a mess, but I think this is just such tight, wonderful playing. It's like a like a Swiss watch, I think. It just ticks along beautifully. It does. It really is very stylish. I think everything that they've done is very stylish here. And there is this chamber approach, so I guess with the soloist and with the small ensemble, so that means that they very much all reading each other's minds and uh, you definitely feel that and as you say yes they take these fast tempos but there's always this feeling of kind of weightlessness somehow uh, throughout the whole disc I felt they managed to do this sleight of hand where you just felt carried along by it somehow yes the, the, some of the tempos are very unexpected I mean even the adagios are a lot quicker than you would imagine but it all seems very natural it seems very sort of as one might say sort of persuasive if you like you know you are persuaded by their performance that this is the right approach and I love the, the, the sort of improvisation in the continuo parts as well the fact that there's this underlying texture that could be different in any any other time that they did it and on this recording just seems again so spontaneous and so alive. I think it's interesting that they've chosen to add a lute uh, to the continuum and to the, to the texture because that does give it a quite a different sound actually. I think where the, the harpsichord can be very sort of propulsive and give it that energy and drive, the lute somehow gives it this area quality, slightly otherworldly perhaps, and very much suits the, the whole approach of all the musicians here. So let's hear this lute in action, actually, the adagio from the G minor concerto, uh, which I think was an orig originally an oboe concerto in D minor and has been transcribed into G minor for violin. beautiful like sort of fresh spring rain dropping down isn't it really and 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 it doesn't interfere at all with the beautiful line it seems to contrast beautifully this uh, the dampened strings of the lute contrasting with the very um, smooth line of the solo violin it's just such a beautiful contrast and you can just really imagine them sort of just almost improvising that together couldn't you just in a just in a room somewhere just just playing it just mm. like that, just naturally. It's yeah, and you can imagine beautiful. them recording and trying out various options and coming up with the best option that they could, but each, you know, it's, it's very magical. Um, and interestingly, um, given that this is an oboe concerto transcription, um, how actually only two of these concertos are actually only definitely proved to be um, written originally for the violin, the rest of them either harpsichord or oboe concertos, and, you know, doesn't matter with Bach. It doesn't matter what instrument you you play these works on. It they all sound very special and and, and very beautiful. It's, it's very interesting that because as you say, the the other three of them, three of the concertos here, there's very complicated backstory. You know, it might be one instrument, and then we only have such and such manuscripts. So we're sort of deducing that it's been transposed from a different key. So you can sort of get a bit bogged down in all that musicological and historical detail. But um, 
as Jonathan Cohen, who, who directs this, says in an interview in the magazine, he just says Bach's music is architecturally so brilliant that it doesn't matter what the material is. So you can you can transfer it between instruments, and it sounds utterly utterly at home on on the violin. But I think the way to listen to this is simply to chuck away the booklet notes, put the CD on, and just listen to it. I mean, it's just scintillating music making. It I mean, is it really is. I mean, her intonation is brilliant. The tempos are brilliant. The phrasing is extraordinary. I mean, the tone that she gets out from that violin is is just so alluring and, and, and the recording quality again you know very intimate there's a real chamber atmosphere to it but it still's got that it still's got that sort of grand quality to it I know because you could probably you you know a cynic might look at it and go oh, do we need another recording of, of this repertoire but actually as you say sort of just throw away all your your preconceptions and just listen to it because it's hugely enjoyable and I think Alina brings this wonderful detail to every little nuance, every little phrase, she does something interesting with you. It makes your ears kind of, um, you know, prick up to, to hear what's going to happen next. And she works very well with Arcangelo, who is very interesting ensemble. They're only they're quite new, really. They've mm-hmm. only been around since 2010. But they've done some very interesting discs. They've done a series of aria discs for Hyperion as well. Um, worked with people like the singer Christiana Karg. Um, recently did a Mozart violin concerto disc with Vilda Frang on Warner Classics, which again had that freshness, um, which seems to be a, a real kind of calling card of their performances. Mm, absolutely. I think we'll hear another clip, one last clip actually, from the D minor concerto, which might have been an originally, who might have originally been a violin concerto, but we just don't know. But uh, in any case, um, the critic Donald Tovey called it the greatest and most difficult violin concerto before the time of Beethoven. It is a thrilling performance, this. It is, and I think we've got the, the clip that we've got is uh, definitely shows off the virtuosity that the violinist is required to employ. <laughs> So that was an extract from the Allegro from Bach's D minor violin concerto, uh, bringing our podcast of the December issues recording of the month to a close. Do join us next month when we'll be delving into the Christmas issues recording of the month. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this BBC Music Magazine podcast, which was produced in our Bristol studio by Jack Fletcher. For more of our podcasts, visit our website at classical-music.com or simply head to iTunes.